0: hello and welcome to the game is about glory i'm your host steph and joining me are ram and milo hello guys hi steph hey, hey steph yeah i didn't like that i'm gonna say that again and joining me are ram and milo hello chaps hello steph hey steph <laughs> chaps is better than guys that's all i can say oh no i like are we gonna tu- i love chaps are we gonna, turn- are, we gonna t-
1: are we gonna turn into one of those podcasts where they are artificially over overexcited and everything is said at yes. full
0: volume <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I get told I get told often to turn my volume down, but guys versus chaps, we had to redo it, I'm sorry. But regardless of all of this, the Spurs go marching on and on and on and on and on and, on. and glory, glory, hallelujah, indeed, right? I mean, look, Christ Almighty, it's hard not to enjoy the vertigo right now and not just because of the 5-2 thumping of Burnley at Turf Moor, right, chaps? but because of how we're doing it. Uh, we're going to enjoy a chat about precisely that, aren't we? <laughs> and we'll be looking yep. back at the tra- yep, we are and looking back at the transfer window's conclusion and business done. And we'll peruse the defeat in the what's it again cup against Fulham at Craven Cottage. I, I, I genuinely couldn't remember as I was writing the notes. So I'll just leave that in. What is it again? Is
2: it? is it Carabao now?
0: Rumbelows? Is that when, you, when was it? What? Milk Cup? One of my.
1: One of my slightly obsessive quirks is I refuse to use sponsors' names in anything. So whenever we're writing the notes, Ooh, cool. I always put League Cup in or Ooh. Premier League or you know FA Cup I or whatever. That. Would, I didn't actually you know quite that. often you quite often go and put the sponsors back in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So Ram, if you're ever looking through and you, you see a sponsor's name in there, then it, it's probably come from Steph. <laughs> um I will in the notes I'll always write White Hart Lane, you'll put the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. and I'll continue
1: when we do it's finally Tottenham get a sponsor. When but we Tottenham's finally do get a sponsor, a
0: sponsor.
1: Yeah. but when we I'm laying the grounds because at some point it's going to be <laughs> you know some yeah you know, some the sponsor whatever it is stadium, and I'll refuse to call it by that name. I'll still call it White Hart Lane. So, Great. I, I look. I mean, this is a first. How many parts have we done now? Well over
0: two hundred, right? Wow. Uh, I think we're, we're over 160 now. Yeah, 160. Okay, 160. Closing in on 200. That's how my math works. Sorry, that was my brain actually processing that fact. And again. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I, I just, what I would like to say is that I never knew this and I'm on board. I'm going to join you. No, no, I think it's great. I, I, I don't want to call whatever they're going to call that fucking stadium, the fucking stadium. You know, I want to call it, as you say, White Hart Lane. Let's just call it White Hart Lane. That's an agreement.
1: I have been. I like for the, for the, last,
0: the last two and a half but years, you've I've never, been doing this, that. But you, but you never explained why, you see. Now I know. Then now it has purpose. So That's great. So I think actually, it, my...
2: I think yeah. calling it the fucking stadium is actually quite trailblazing. <laughs> the
0: fucking stadium. Yeah. <laughs> I quite like the What Is It Again Cup. I did that, see, finally, after over 160 pods, we are in, uh, we're in alignment. Great. Well, good. Well, anyway, we're going to be talking about that, 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 event at Craven Cottage as well but listen before we start we do have to get a quick view on that third shirt that we saw released on Friday and uh didn't see quite as clearly on Tuesday night at the cottage um look Torp is what they tell me it is that's apparently the colour but I, I want to open this by saying chaps I may well have seen a shirt I categorically will not buy I mean, it is absolutely rank, isn't it?
2: It's that bad that you wouldn't purchase it.
0: <laughs> I, I I I breezed it. I'm like, no, I don't think so. I,
1: I think it's better than the wetsuit, um, huh? but not by much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The colour, by the way, is old bra. It's the same colour as old bras.
0: It is <laughs> <laughs> and... actually. You're right. It's like the sort that Hattie Jake's wore in carry on. Well, films. no, no, it's not that. It's <laughs> just
1: when they've when they've been through the wash, you know, five hundred times, and. Oh. You know, it kind of gets that kind of gray, you
0: know, brown. Page, yeah. Age
2: 573 in the Littlewoods catalogue.
0: Yeah. What <laughs> what this, of course, tells me is that Milo is an egalitarian in this house, and as he should be, as we all should be, and he does the laundry often. Of course.
2: Yeah, very course. good. I like this. Yeah. It's very
0: important. And, the, and, and And so should you out there you should all do the laundry so as that metaphor makes total sense it should make sense it does to me i, mean, I can see it they should call it i wish they called it old oh, brow color i might have actually been more inclined. <laughs> It's like a
2: husk isn't it it's not even a color it's, it's like a, husk a husk of a husk. fucking
0: shirt is what it is i mean yeah it's, like, it's ridiculous and who on earth thought that the number color i mean who's, yeah who's i mean, that's, doing
1: that? that i think i think um i think that's a real problem it, it, not being able to make out the numbers on the back or the you know the names on the back um, commentators are going to hate it, aren't they? And I think I saw some photos, um, kind of with the crowd in the background and you can't see the players against the crowd and stuff like that. So it, it's a bit like Man United had a gray shirt, didn't they? Years and years yes, ago where they yes, changed they it. Did. They changed it half time because they couldn't see each other and it, it seemed yeah. a bit similar to that. It was. It was a bit of a nineties thing, wasn't it? Because England had a grey yeah. shirt as well, and I think the thinking yeah. at the time, was it was meant to look good with jeans, was the was the reason <laughs> for oh, it. You're right.
0: Oh, you're right. I'm giggling because uh, I remember everyone saying, it "Looks good with jeans." Like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't look good with anything. And this shirt, I mean, again, I can give it no lower a mark than saying I probably will not buy it. Which I mean, as you chaps know, I tend to buy most of the shirts for whatever reason. Uh, you're, but, uh,
1: you're, you're Daniel Levy's dream. You are. <laughs>
0: Oh, there's so much to say, but we have so little time. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll leave that. Uh, we all agree that the shirt is absolutely pants, and uh, I, I mean, I can't think we're going to wear it too any more times this season, are we? I mean, I suppose they will have to wear it in the FA Cup, right? I mean, that's that's um,
1: not going no, to be. No, it's, it? it's it's our choice. We don't have to wear the third sh- shirt any time. And I think the second shirt is already looking like a bit of a classic, isn't it? It's yes. mm-hmm. so. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't wear it a whole lot.
0: Yeah bin it off exactly anyway uh just like actually in the end burnley got binned off didn't they i mean they really did nicely best, um, very smooth thank you very much i'm known for it i think <laughs> somehow um as smooth as a cappuccino that that shirt is colored after i old like bras. your old bras better old bras, yeah. yeah i just ruined it so i ruined my smooth transition but anyway um let's let's get into it let's talk about uh this this game and, and look there were a couple of changes um that were pretty significant with. Uh, Solomon coming in for Richarlison, Sun moving to centre-forward. Let's start there. That's one change.
1: That's one change.
0: Oh, it is, I suppose, isn't it? (laughs) Except for the fact – well, no, it's two technically because Solomon's come in for Richarlison and Sun's moved into the middle. So that's two changes.
1: Well, there's, right. there's more than there's more than that in terms of where people were playing on the pitch.
0: If we're going to get yes, but we're about talking it, but about <laughs> those three players, and it's two changes. Good God, is this is going to be one of these pods, it's one isn't it? It's, it's one two change. changes. It's one change. No, it's not. It's, Can I call a so VAR on this? A VAR, please. Can we have a VAR decision? Well, I, on? I,
1: I, we don't want to get into VAR this early in the one and a half. One and a half
0: changes. <laughs> okay, it's one technical man swap, and it's a positional swap uh, that was caused by Solomon coming in for Richarlison, or if you look at it from the other direction, with Sun going to centre-forward. What did we think of that particular, uh, you know, uh, shuffle? There we go, shuffle.
2: Um, I was very happy <laughs> with it. I think it was important to see Solomon come in for the start of a league game uh, with our stronger side and to see Son from the start in the middle. And, like, as far as it working, I think we did all right. think, uh, like, I think, uh, like, <laughs> yeah, I think Solomon right, provided more, like, Direct energy than Son has in that position, yeah. and I'd say he was one of the best players on the pitch. Um, Son proved he still got plenty of left in the tank, mm. uh, and he had some really beautiful touches and finishes. You know, it was just—it really was just exquisite. And I, so I think I think it's like this is a strong case now for um, you know being our strong our, our strongest starting eleven as of as of right now before Bentancur comes back.
1: Yeah, I mean it's. I was pleased with the change. I wanted to see what Sonny was like through the middle. I think it suited the opposition. Um, you know, I've been banging on for well since the beginning of the season about the issue with our wide players not being great from standing starts and not being able to take a man on the outside, um, and always wanting to cut in. and Solomon is a, is a, a solution to that, is an answer to that, um, and I think the team had a better balance as a result of it. But I do think, you know, I think Burnley were kind of suicidal in how they, de- they defended. They gave us so much space between the lines that is which our system is set up to um to thrive on um that i think I, i think generally actually we've been quite lucky in that the last three opponents we've had in the league have all been good fits for us um so yeah i i was pleased i think it worked really well um but there's there's yeah there's some mitigation there i think with that as well
0: yeah I think that one of the things that it uh the early the yeah you know, the first fifteen twenty minutes showed us was that this team uh is certainly playing with character and bravery. I mean you know solomon very brave. I don't think he always got the measure of his passes uh right in the first half, but he certainly got the measure of the one that counted for Sunny's equalizer. really important that that was weighted correctly and he got that uh, you know <laughs> conversely the goal we conceded that's the sort of goal we're going to concede right if uh, the way we play um but our reaction to it was was really something mm. i mean you know let's talk about the reaction to going one down i believe that's uh the first time in the premiership we've gone down uh under angie Postacoglu. uh how do you th- I mean, let's talk about that spirit i mean we we didn't lose our calm did we we didn't no. ever look like we were anything less than brave
2: no Absolutely. I think we showed a lot of courage to come back from an early goal down, especially at a place where we struggle at. Um, we stuck to the game plan. We didn't let it phase us. Um, I think all of our goals were fantastic team efforts as well. Um, and I'll say, I'll say this on every pod I'm on now, I reckon with Angela at the helm is we, we've got options, options everywhere for the player on the ball, you know, and I feel like we have a clear direction as a unit, but also you can just see the players are having a lot of fun. We're all we're all having fun.
1: Um yeah, I mean, I'm not so sure about kind of courage and all that kind of stuff. I thought it was all pretty routine. I mean, I don't think we ever really looked troubled. Um, I think you know we've spoken a few times recently about kind of the no-blame culture and you know this, these are accepted risks within the system we're playing. I just don't. I just think we just carried on as we were before. It didn't really make any noticeable difference. And yeah. you know, and I, and I, no, that's that's a, that's a, that's a positive thing. That's a, po- a positive comment. I think the co- the players are confident in what they're doing, and you know, just carried on. And I think, um, I think part of that is I think the kind of the new leadership team and and the new blood coming in has really freshened things up. And I think, um, I think it's made a difference. I think a lot of what we're seeing at the moment, you know, wouldn't be possible if Ange hadn't rolled the dice on that and made some, you know, made some really, you know, those are the brave decisions. Those are the, that's the stuff that's difficult. And I think it's really made a difference.
0: Right. I mean, let me qualify bravery because I, because I saw you were quizzical and I said that, I mean, I, I don't know about either of you, I'm still suffering aftershock from watching us go one down under Conte, looking at players that can play great football and realising that they're scared shitless to play it. And it's still, even four games in, I'm um, I'm, I'm still getting used to the fact that this team is not scared to play football, that they want to play football, that they enjoy playing football, and that, as you said, Milo, and as we've all agreed many times, the way we play football currently is going to cough up, you know, some softer goals than maybe we would like to see. So I I think when I said bravery, I think I'm still adjusting to the fact that this is, this is who we are now and it's, it's wonderful to see. So
2: that, that, (laughs) I mean that yeah that's kind of where I'm at as well and I think like the turnaround has been so quick like we've we've discussed on the pod before that apparently Ange can get his his uh his message and his ethos over very quickly but I really wasn't expecting it this quickly and and you know the players have been playing a certain way for under you know two maybe three man- managers now for a few years so I think it does show that and they're young, they're young and they're coming in, you know, there's a lot of young players there. That's I think but, that's where I'm thinking of like sort of when we talk about courage and bravery.
1: But these players haven't, you know, there's there's three players left that started last season and two of those were new then, you know, you're relatively new. So, you know, the only survivors from the beginning of last season are Son, Deke and Romero and Deke and Romero I think we'd still think of as, you know, relatively new players. Mm. You know, when we look at this team, it is new, you know, he has, you know, if you look at the you know, the leadership team from last season, you know, Lloris is you know, out, Kane's out, Dyer's out, you know, Hoybier is, uh, you know, bench player. None of that leadership team has started a game this season. Mm. You know, Hoybier's the only one who's still involved. And, uh, you know, and then obviously we've had, you know, other departures, maybe not as many as we wanted, but you know, it's it is, it feels, the team feels new to me. So, and, and, yeah, I don't really get those kind of hangovers from, from last season or that, that fear because it's still, it still all feels new.
0: Well, for me, this is the a classic case of how Tottenham Hotspur is the ultimate dialectic thinkers uh, uh, football club because I think in this situation, two situations, uh, the two perspectives that we're sharing can be absolutely right. And they both I think they both are right. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, everything you've said is right factually, but I think emotionally there's still many of us who are recovering from the horrors of four years of anti-football. Um, you know, so, I mean, I think that in this case, I think we could probably say that both both viewpoints are right. And uh, obviously the facts bear you yeah. out, uh, I mean, Milo. I mean, there's no doubt. So, but, but uh, it's just, I mean, there's still sticker shock. It's it, its yeah, great. But I love it. <laughs>
1: but you're talking about your feelings. So, of course, those are right. You know, how you feel, how you react to that. Of course, that's right. And, you know, it's no different to, you know, you know I feel differently. I don't, I don't. I don't feel that i don't have that hangover because i've just kind of wiped everything that happened before last season out of my mind and you know i'm interested in kind of the last game and the next game and i don't really think much beyond that so um yeah so uh, you know it's it, well, how you feel, it's, is, right? how feel is right how i feels right how around feels right how everyone like, who listens to this is right this yeah, this yeah, is
0: dialectic yeah. thought this is the, the the beauty of dialectic thought we're getting deep here we're getting into getting into some uh, some psychology here some uh, some uh, deep talk but uh, yeah i mean look i i, I think again uh, i mean i agree with you that but i just i think there's still it's not like i sit thinking about the past all the time i actually don't but it's subconscious and it's a subconscious <laughs> and, joy at watching us not concede an early goal at Burnley after six, it eight, seven, what was it, nine minutes and then suddenly be on the back foot and then suddenly players be anxious. And then, you and, know, it's it, it's just, I'm still getting used to that.
1: And, and you know, for, for me personally, this is why I'm very antisocial when I'm watching football and don't talk to people or anything like that because I don't want other people's negativity getting into my head. <laughs> I don't like it. And the, the Ange comments about... um like watching a film and not wanting to be disturbed. I, I the other week I quite related to because I, I don't want. I yeah you know, I just want to take okay. it in and absorb it and stuff like but, that. But, no, I'm I'm not saying about you know other negativity. It's just just generally
0: I think I, no. I don't want that kind of. You, okay, but you're I, I, on this point, and this is very important to me. You are reframing, it feels to me, that this is a negative reaction. It's not. It's a natural subconscious reaction to a situation we've seen many times before in the preceding seasons. And, I mean, look, if you can honestly tell me that when Burnley scored early, you're like, wow, let's see what happens here. I'm I'm not so sure. If you can honestly tell me that you were comfortable and like, "Ah, oh, this is going to be fine. Then good for you. I know, I, and that's not a negative thing. I'm not being negative. I'm just saying that was a reaction at, at the moment. It's, I, I don't see it as you know. I see it as an emotion.
1: No, I, I agree. I, 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 so at that point, I, I thought, yeah, shit, we conceded plenty of time. We'll be fine. I, I, you know, I was pretty confident that the you know it was a matchup that was going to suit us. It didn't rattle me. It didn't
0: worry me. I mean, it just may be question, as I, I have many times before. But anyway, we're, we're discussing something that actually didn't end up happening, did it? <laughs> because we did settle in and uh, we did find our way. We did remain consistent. We did slowly grind Burnley down. I mean, I thought Burnley flew out, flew out of the traps that first 20, 25 minutes and thought were very aggressive. Um, uh, but we seemed to wear them down uh, very, very quickly, right? I mean, is that how it felt to both of you?
1: Um I, I mean, I wasn't very, I wasn't really impressed with Burnley at all. I didn't think they presented us too many problems. I thought as, you know, obviously we were better in the second half and we were better as the first half went on, but we were creating chances all the way through. They were leaving us acres of, as I said earlier on, they're leaving us acres of space between the lines. And, you know, I think it's, it's tough for Burnley, isn't it? Because they were really exciting in the championship last season and that, yeah, you know, they played some really nice football and it's tough to try and do that and, and step up a you know step up a league and, and carry on playing like that because you're coming up against, you know, far better opponents, you know, <laughs> one of which was us yesterday. And, you know, I think Burnley will probably be okay this season because I think there are three worse teams in the league than them. And I I, I hope over time, you know, they'll adjust and they'll hit their groove. But I thought that tactically I thought they were a bit naive. And um yeah, their defense was dropping quite deep. Maybe, you know, maybe that's because of the threat of Sunny through the middle, and they didn't want to leave space for him to run into. But their midfield stayed where they were, and then suddenly Madison has got all of that space to do, you know, Madison things. And he's one of the hottest players in the league right now. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I think yeah, I mean, the second half was loads better than the first. But I don't think they. Yeah, I mean, what? Did Vicaria made what two decent saves, I suppose, in the game. So yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. I think I think they were quite on Burnley which is you know so I mean just just going back to not so much that not even so much the residue and I I don't want to bring up what we were just talking about but just in relation to that not so much the residue of the last couple of seasons for example but in general against teams like Burnley away from home it's not just us that struggle a lot of teams struggle you know Mm -hmm. because of the way they play and 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 the way that they are and and the cauldron that they create with their fans but and I, I said it in our chat I was like this will be interesting when we went one nil down because I think um, you know because of all that it'd be mm. interesting to see how we I'd love I'd love it for Ange to sort of be the be the manager that kind of makes it us feel at ease in, in games like this so you know like Villa Villa and City yeah. for example already won with a fair amount of ease at Burnley and so did we. So already for me, that's like a big marker. That's like a big, um, big change to what we where we are used to. And I'm not just talking about the last couple of managers, but in general, you know, in my experience. So I think that, and and you're right, and you're right, Milo. I think their tactics definitely helped us um, a lot. You know, I, th- I think they're more they're trying to be more expressive, which they were in the championship. And I think that they like, you know, they're trying to play out from the back. But I just think absolutely playing against a team yeah. like us, yes. That's, that's a dangerous game to play, especially yeah. with the way we're playing at the moment, you know, mm. and, and they, yeah. they've got some decent players on the ball and they, they were quite strong in the tackle, but yeah, I, I would say they were very unburnly and, and it really did play into our hands oh. and you just talk about Madison. Oh, sorry, Steph.
0: No, carry on, mate. No, no, it's fine.
2: Sorry, yeah, I was just saying, Yeah, you know, when, when you mentioned Madison and how well he's playing, it's interesting, Jay said... Um, it's interesting, Ricky said something as well. When, um, but just before Madsen scored his goal, he said it had that Kane-esque feeling when he saw him in yeah. that much space. It was like, he's going to score. And I had exactly the same feeling. As soon as the ball dropped to him, I was like, oh, here we go. Oh, was it was 3-1 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It,
1: it, it's, it's worth rewatching the game um and just watching how much space he's in cuz it happens a lot he he you know there's just I, there's just so much space there for them to operate you know you know Porro was moving into the same spaces and having a lot of right. joy as well and um yeah i just i, I think that's the, that's the kind of thing i would have expected company to spot and, and adjust
0: and i don't think mm, he did i think it's a very physical thing i, I think burnley basically like I thought it was like they were like one of those Roman candle firecrackers. They kind of, they kind of came out all guns blazing, you know, bang, 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 you know, press, press, press. And, and suddenly they just seemed to run out of steam and they didn't have the tactical now to adjust to, to, to what they couldn't keep up with. I mean, as you said, Ram, you know, playing out from the back, you know, you, you need to be strong. You need to be smart. And and in the end, they were neither. I mean, the second half was actually Pretty embarrassing for them. Mm. I mean, and you talk about the space. Look, I, I'm not. I don't want to put any negatives on this game whatsoever. But I mean, having watched it back like like you did, Milo, I'm sort of like, well. <laughs> Number one, there were oceans of space, and number two, we could have had a couple more. So, yeah, well, mm.
1: see, so on seventy minutes. So on the pod last week, I said that we were going to hit someone for seven mm. at some point this season, and at seventy minutes, I was thinking, well, oh, that's going
0: to come quickly. Was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was there for the taking, and I thought that we actually it was interesting. We'll get into this a little later. The subs we made, which you know, look, I, I've no problem with resting Madison for the final fifteen or Sunny. They've done their bit, but it did have an impact. But uh, yeah. let's talk about the great performances that there were. Um, I'll go first. Uh I thought Udogi again. Mm-hmm. You know, he just—you just look at this guy, and you just think, well, what is his ceiling? Uh, number two, mm-hmm. I hope he avoids scrutiny from the press for another six months. Otherwise, he's going to end up being coveted by the biggest clubs in the world very, very quickly. But I just thought, wow, how good! And and uh, cool. and I'll, I'll give Poro a, a mention too, given that he was caught—you know—for the for the first goal, or one of the people caught for the first goal didn't phase him at all. Just continued and we'll I will talk about his 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 assists. <laughs> wow. Or sub assists. I guess the I, I guess Solomon gets the first assist, but that first ball in to Solomon. Wow. Mm. You know, wonderful. So I posit those to you, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Poro, right. really st-
2: <laughs> Poro, Poro really stood out for me. His range of passing was exquisite and a very KDB esque assist for Son's third goal. Um, and I also I'll happily admit I was wrong last time I was on the Pod, I was uh, saying to Milo that I think Royale's going to usurp Poro at some point, but you know, judging by he's really put a marker down for being his first God. choice. Right? Did back you have right to? Now, and... Did you
0: have to be so <laughs> generous of spirit and honest? He's got a little marker book and he's t- keeping checkpoints. Come on, but yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I just I'm just so I'm so happy to be proved wrong in this. Yeah, in this scenario no, I agree because he's yeah. he's been he's been fantastic, and uh, I agree with you with you, um, Udogi. I think actually in injury time at the end he he had oh. a run from his own heart from up from the you know hour half into theirs and then because okay. it was injury time and then we played yeah. safe he just stopped and passed it back it was very yeah. esque for me the way he just yeah. kind of sauntered down that that flank
0: and sort of took it was a bit of a sp- sauntering them. sprint wasn't it yeah yeah It was like a warm uh, down uh, sprint yeah
1: <laughs> I, I mean it was doggy i think it's probably already well, certainly on current form, is the best left back in the league. And, you know, it's remarkable when he's four games in. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about other clubs being interested. Well, he's going to be a £100 million-plus player. Yeah. If, if if someone wants him, that's that's going to be the kind of money they're going to have to talk about. Um, so, yeah, I thought he was excellent. I think I read somewhere that in the final third, he had 100% pass completion. Wow. Um which is you know is great say so you're talking about you know Porro Porro is effectively our second playmaker now after Madison um, which you know I, and again when we were talking about him a few weeks ago we, you know said that I think that kind of that distance passing that long-range passing he's got will be a real asset and and, and help us and you know one of the things that we can do to try and you know, kind of get behind teams uh, which which we you know we were struggling with a little bit at the time and yeah, he's. But I mean, you know, when I was saying that, I was expecting that to be. Yeah, you I know, wasn't expecting it to be next game when that switch was made. I, th- you know, I thought it was a change that would ha- happen. I didn't think it would happen that quickly, and that it would be as successful as quickly. Um, who else stood out? I mean, I say we've we've mentioned him. I thought Solomon um, had a you know had a solid game. He's you know, <laughs> I mean, two assists on you know your your debut, your your first start isn't bad going. Um, I think. His other chances, so I think was it he created five shots, but I think some of the other um chances he created were a bit more kind of hopeful. But yeah, from that position, that's fine. I think one of the things that's also interesting when you look at those those wide players, so um all of the chances created by Solomon Kulisewski were all ground passes. So there's nothing kind of high lofted balls in, it's all balls to feet, which um obviously with sonny as you centre foot with as Sunny as he centre forward, you need that. Um because but you know i think it's you know it shows that we were um you know, playing to our strengths playing to play, you know player strengths so yeah i mean i suppose I mean, you know you could go right the way through the team i think i you think could. you know Son yes. had a great game um thought romero, romero was magnificent yeah romero yeah. is, is absolutely superb at the moment i think it's again i think it speaks very highly of Ange with yes. that kind of that new leadership team yes. um that yeah. you know, all three of them scored yeah. Um you know it's brought more out of Madison and Romero I think and Sunny actually. And I think yeah, you know, Sunny very he's very visible in his leadership. I mean LaRice to the fans you didn't really see a lot from him did you? And you know you've got you obviously you've got the kind of the huddle in front of the away fans and going over to applaud the away fans after the games uh, you know which you know he's leading and um just then, um, if you watch the interaction with the other players as well, it's that yeah. yeah, there's a lot more there. He's he, he's he's really kind of geeing people up. I think you know, before the second half, he was slapping Van de Ven in the chest and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Romero and others. It it, it seems really nice. Uh, yeah, there's, I think, the spirit is new. It just feels fresh and I'm yeah, it's all a for clean, it.
0: positive spirit. Yeah, it's a clean mm-hmm. positive. But I, I do want to look at Romero for a moment because I think he's fascinating right now. Because again, we're we currently what uh, four league games in. Mm. Uh, only two points dropped, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we'd say probably less goals conceded than we would have expected on paper at the start of the season. He has not had a booking. I think we're all agreeing that he's playing as tough and aggressively as he as he has, and and maybe with 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 even more and with even more um a little more gravitas, even I think. And and you do, as you said, Molly, you do have to look at management. And I think this is a, a player who really, you know, is, is absorbing what's around him, absorbs some management. And it, it sort of, you know, without, again, wishing to look too far back, it does make you realise how important that, that the role model on the sideline is. You know, that person does dictate... Uh, how, you know, players who maybe live on the edge a little bit, how they perform, you know, of course, and I'm going to get into fantasy land for a second here. My God, could you imagine if he had a player like Delhi in his prime? I mean, or even Delhi, like from, you know, that first 2021 uh, time when he was on the cusp of being Delhi and not Delhi anymore. I mean, he's the perfect manager for players who have this edge. And, and uh, I mean, I have to say, I think Romero has really stepped up a level. Like he's keeping i mean no cards what can you say yeah i mean i think i think he's probably a
1: little lucky not to have had a booking so far um i think well no i think particularly last week i think the scissor, scissor tackle last week was pretty nasty and and you can you can seriously injure people doing that you know he. i don't think there was there was well, wasn't excessive force in it but it's very easy to get your foot trapped and you can really hurt someone with that and i think there's a lot of refs who would give a card for that um but, yeah, no, I think he's doing great. I mean, again, I said a few weeks ago about, I think, last season, yeah, quite a lot of the time he's making last-ditch tackles halfway up the pitch because of what was behind him. And I think there's clearly yeah, trust amongst that back line at the moment and, well, and the midfielders as well. And, that you know, it's, it's a team effort and it, it hasn't been that. And, yeah, I, I, and I think, you know, basically we're having the ball in places where we don't need to do that whereas we're sat so deep you know so much over the last few years
0: that, that that it has been necessary I think there's also a lot more happiness in the football we're playing. And I think that he certainly is someone who looks like he's enjoying his football with us more than he has for well, maybe since he joined.
2: I think so. I think we're enjoying it. We're having fun. I think um, Vicario is also like a a, a crucial element now in that back
0: line as well. So here's my my sort of semi. Not that I ever bagged on him. I didn't bag (laughs) on him. I said I wasn't sure. And I stand by that. I wasn't sure. But now I am sure. Now him in yeah. the top right-hand corner of our screen here, he was always sure, but that's the way he works. And uh, I, I, uh, I freely admit that I was not convinced. But yeah. you know, I'll put myself in his little in, in Milo's book there as being a convert. Shall we say? Because I agree with you. I, I thought that uh, one of the things he did yesterday, which I loved, and he's done it before. I have seen it before, but I really noticed it yesterday because given the score, it was a uh, 3-1 at the point that he made that uh, supremely acrobatic save. Mm. And he celebrated like yeah. it was a goal. And he's done that before. Yeah. Love that. I mean, he is yeah, genuinely I bonkers. I mean, you can see he's a little, you know, he's a little to the left of the left, you know, in of the, uh, the line, you know, which I love. He's just a yeah. little mad, isn't he? You can see it in his face. Yeah, but definitely. But I very, love that. very... I noticed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you're right. You're right.
2: Also, I I think
1: I was going to say, and and just room to improve. You know, he's still (laughs) young (laughs) for a keeper, Uh, so Mm -hmm. you know there's plenty more uh, we can get out of him. And you know, I think you know he'll and he'll grow into the league. He'll get more confident. He'll try more stuff. You know, you can see that in the you know the short time he's been with us already. Um, And I think there's more to come. And you know, he looks an absolute bargain. He looks, he looks a steal.
2: We're at that stage again now where we've got a bunch of really, really good, almost ready young players that are, you know, not even in their prime yet, but they're already performing at, a, at such an incredible level. And I think we've been there before. So uh, it would be, you know, again, it comes back down to Ange and and what he can do now to set set a marker for himself and for, and for the club. Yeah. Um, but it's really exciting. I mean, uh, Saar. Another one, like he's just slotted in so beautiful, so wonderfully in that midfield. And, you know, and, and he's, 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 he's he again, he's another saunter. He just saunters around the midfield, owning it, you know, and, and I love that. I love how expressive these players are being.
0: And a massive positive vibe merchant as well. He's so positive, always. He's always smiling. He's always looking like he's relaxed. He's looking like he's got, you know, really good vibe. You can see it. You, you've heard about
1: Sonny calling him Little Sonny because oh, because heard. he's always going yeah, around grinning. It. Yeah, it's, yeah, so. Um yeah, so his <laughs> nickname Sonny's nickname for him is Little Sonny because he's always going around smiling.
2: That's brilliant. Someone pointed this out to me earlier about uh so for the same price as Declan Rice and Kyle Havertz, we've got Pedro Porro, Romero, Kulisevsky, Coeur, Basuma, Papissara, and Udogi. That, I was just looking at the transfer fees as well. I don't know if the transfer fees that I've got here are right, but that that seems to fit wow that's that's madness i think they're all um signings as well aren't they? yeah 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 by
1: by the end of the season we're all going to be calling for us to build a statue of Paratici outside the ground aren't we (laughs) or or, you know paint paint over the cane mural with uh uh, that's been
0: done hasn't someone already done that i saw a picture is that a fake picture you've seen you've seen a mock-up Okay, I have so this is a mock up. Okay, I because mm-hmm. I had seen that, I was like, "That's gone up rather quickly." Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. But um, yeah. Okay, I think maybe it's interesting to touch on the that sounded very German. Maybe it is interesting, very European. That maybe it is interesting to touch on the substitutions that we made. I'm talking in a very mellow European way now about it. No, but seriously, let's look at the substitutions because uh, you know, they they didn't necessarily affect the game. Um, but I have to say, I, I'll start. I'll start by saying that. Emerson, who is a player that I I've, I really love and I, I've i stuck up for for a long, long time. Uh, I just thought, yeah, we don't want to get churlish, but that second goal was wholly preventable. And I just, I'm thinking if that's the North London derby and Emerson's mm. playing, he's not going to be that relaxed about not quite getting to his man, right? Am I wrong to say that? He looked like he was, um he didn't look like he was playing with the sort of intensity that's going to put any pressure on Porro. I'll say that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think... I mean the comparisons between the two. The, the the I think the main issue he's going to have displacing Poro is Poro is a hundred times better than him on the ball, and you know it's what Poro can do going forwards that Royal can't do in a in a million years. That is going to be you know, it's going to be difficult for him to come into the side. Um, yeah, he he was a bit sloppy on that, but you know I've given Poro a pass for the first goal, so um, you know I'm not going to beat him up for the second one so much. Um, you know, and I think in the in, in the kind of subs generally I, I i've been pretty happy with how and just been using the subs you know he he's you know he's giving players a rest um so you know solomon Sar, son decky and madison who came off um and yeah i mean the players coming on are significantly worse than the ones starting um you know maybe perisic and solomon is the exception to that but um yeah, I was pretty pretty relaxed about it, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it was sloppy for the goal, but um, but I'm feeling charitable and don't care.
2: Mm. Yeah. <laughs> there was a visible, you know, there was a visible drop off, and I think you can, like you said, you can be forgiven when you're five-one up away to Burnley that there might be that you know you're introducing fresh players in who maybe won't come in with the same intensity as the the first eleven that were out there. But yeah, I you know I'd agree that 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 would probably be. You know that that would probably be sort of a negative for me if if we're looking at the game and through that lens. But I guess some players are, are more likely to stick out like a sore thumb uh, in you know in, in this system. And I think when they come on, I think you know, and I don't I don't want to single players out, but I am. But like Hoybier is starting to. St- um, stick out you know oh, stick out for me now as, as, as someone yeah. that's a visibly sort of uh, quality drop off in that midfield just just not yeah. that he's a bad player he's just not right for the system no. you know and and uh, uh so yeah
0: i think it's interesting uh you know we it showed me and it should show everyone that you know we're going to get into this in the transfer window but it's very hard right now for us to do the perfect Uh, business because we don't have enough games Uh, we really don't have enough games to have the depth chart that everyone seems to want to have Um, so we really do need these players to be sharp when they come on and and a little sharper shall we say I think but
1: I think so I mean I think kind of the last two weeks before that I think the subs were quite good in seeing out a game and yeah because our because the drop off between the A and B team is so marked and you know we'll come on to that with the next game we're talking about But, um because of that you know we do need to protect that first 11 and give no, them I, rest and, and mm, you yeah, know be clever in how we how yes, we use I it see. because you know, basically every player's only got so many minutes in their legs each season uh, and, i'm not arguing with know, substituting yeah, so, at all i agree with yeah, you.
0: yeah you know it was, I, just an, ob- it was an observation yeah, on, on and, their attitude and, and, when came and you're
1: absolutely right some weeks it'll be more
0: costly yeah so uh i think uh you know, we've got a question here, which is, yeah, you know, I think we sort of addressed it, but we can go one more time. I mean, how does it feel right now to support this football club? And, I mean, do you think, do you feel personally, each of you, that you've got your Tottenham back?
2: I said I said that, I think, at the start of the season, <laughs> after, the, after the first game against Brentford. Yeah, we have got our Tottenham back. And it's fun. It's fun, again, being a Spurs fan. And, you know, I don't need, I don't need, like, a ton of things to make me happy i just want us to play good football you know and i want us and i want the players to be playing like they want to play for us mm-hmm. and and the manager to be happy the players to be happy our fans to be in full voice and we've got all of that and i just long may it continue
1: yeah absolutely i mean we're going to be the team that everyone wants to watch at the moment everyone is going to want to watch us and see what we're doing and everything feels right about us on the pitch at least and the football is, you know, amongst the best I've seen us play. You know, I think, you know, really you, know, you take that. So it's Sonny's third goal. Every outfield player touched the ball in the build-up to that. So I, I haven't mm-hmm. done one of these for a while, but I made a note of the passes. So Romero had it right down on on our goal line, which he, he's. we've seen a few of where him and Poro are trying to play out from that position over the last few weeks, haven't we? So mm-hmm. it's Romero... To Porro, to Basuma, to Decky, to Saar, to Porro, to Saar, to Romero, to a Doggy, Solomon, to Madison, Van de Ven, to Madison, to Saar, to Madison, to Porro, and then the pass into Sun. And, you know, I think every outfield player is perfect. It's perfect. You know, that's, mm. that's Spurs. Yeah. That's and, you know, we're we we're, 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 we we're first on match of the day every uh, you at the moment. That hasn't happened yeah. for years.
0: You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we <laughs> and then we had and I have to say, Porro's ball uh, into Sunny um, in oh. the second half. That reminded me, uh, if not completely in shape, certainly in intent and style of when uh, Glenn slipped Crooksy through for the second goal in the eighty-one. Mm cup semi-final replay by the way if you are one of the listeners who was not born when that game was played number one shame on you and number two go and look at it on youtube because it still remains one of the most brilliant pieces of football i've seen this football club play but this was this was right up there what a fucking pass oh my yeah. god and i'm looking at it going and i'm like it's it's he's gonna get it's inch perfect it's like he yeah. couldn't yeah unbelievable the way, the spin the curve everything just yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, a fucking, it's one of those where you wring your hand and go filthy and all those other things.
2: I, made, I made my other half watch it, the game, <laughs> in full yeah. um, in the evening. And, and, and you know, I was just, I, when the goals were coming up, I was like, okay, okay, well, watch, watch, it's coming. And yeah. she, when she saw Poro's pass, she was like, she was just like, how did he do that? Like, yeah. it just landed that right where Sonny needed it. I was like, I know.
1: And yeah. mortal, <laughs> just mere mortal managers would be wasting him, having him bombing up and down the line. floating in high balls into the box
0: you know I mean look it's impossible I mean we'll close out of this game in a second but it is impossible I think when you see a game like that however progressively minded we are how much we think We, we, we asked this question last season how can you look at some of the players that are there and not trust them to play football I mean you know but I mean, anyway, I mean, you looked anyway. any anyway. what did you think of Burnley? I think we've already heard what yeah. what uh, you thought of Burnley, Milo. You've made that clear. Ram, any thoughts?
2: No, I, I mean, I said it as well. I said they were very un-Burnley. Yeah. So you know, they're, they're, you have... they're more expressive than previous incarnations. Like to play out from the back, but you know, they, and they've got a couple of they've got some, one really good player on the left. Um, Oh, I've forgotten his name now, but um, I think he was playing off the left. He, he, he had the assist mm. for their first goal. Um, but, they, you know, they're just, I, I can see why they were great in the championship, but to try and play like that in the Premier League, is yeah. they, they will struggle. But like like Milo said, I think they could stay out.
0: Naive, weren't they? Naive is mm. the word, I think. So should we say yeah. closing thoughts, one positive and one negative? I, I don't know, take as long as you want. I'm not Usually say 30 seconds, what's the point? We'll never stick to that. So 3-2-1, who's going to take it? I'll go Ram. first. My my um,
1: my positive. My positive is that uh Steph, you've you've admitted I was right on Vicario. Ram, you've admitted I was right on Porro. So <laughs> close the pot down. This is all, this is all I came for. So <laughs> see you next week.
2: See you next week.
1: <laughs> and the the, neg- the negative is that you have to do a podcast with some insane egomaniac who pulls this kind of thing up. So,
2: <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I'll go negative. I'm really struggling to find a negative, but I think, like like I said earlier, perhaps I'll drop off after you made subs, but even that can be forgiven Uh positive uh sorry Milo but our fearlessness in how we play and also <laughs> the team celebrations mm. the team celebrations again that just encapsulates where we are at the moment and I hope we remember that the because there will be some bad times this season there will be bad times going <sighs> no. forward but I hope we remember where we are right now and how we're playing and as a collective what we're trying to achieve yeah. that's including us the fans yeah. so um that's the biggest so, yeah.
0: thing yeah I agree I mean look uh, I, I think my my negative I already started I was was really disappointed with that second goal because it was a completely unnecessary concession. I just I do think those could be the details that uh, end up making a difference. But I'm sure that Andrews will be be discussing that, you know, and I'm sure he'll be on to that. Churlish as it is to have that negative. And yeah, I mean, I'm with you. The, The positive for me, again, is watching a side that are really not afraid to play football, regardless of what happens. And I don't think we can make a big enough deal of the fact that, you know, they play with courage. They know they'll concede, but they don't care because they also know that they can score more goals than the other lot. Um, it really is the Danny Blanchflower quote is, is 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 coming alive in in fucking glorious technicolor, and uh, I think that yesterday's game at Turf Moor uh, was another stage of, of of just the the sharpening of those colours uh, getting even even better. So great stuff. So. From uh, the glory of Turf Moor to the uh, not-so-glory of, uh, of Craven Cottage uh, <laughs> earlier in the week in the what's-it-called-again Cup, um, many changes they had to happen. Ange needs to see the players. Um, I am, of course, referring to the game against Fulham, uh, which I should say for the record, we lost on penalties. We did not lose in 90 minutes of football. I would like to note that. I think it's important. Um Chaps, what did you think of the team selection? I mean, what did you think of the changes? And you know, do you think he made too many changes or do you stick by his assertion? It's like, well, how the fuck else am I meant to see these players?
2: I think you have to factor in our other commitments this season. So I think with it coming up to an international break and we've got no European football, I think we probably didn't need to make so many changes on on one hand, you know, especially against another Premier League side in an early season cup game. Uh you know, it was always going to be a, a, a you know, potentially difficult game, but then at the same time you need the cup games to sort of bleed in players that aren't you know more more of the fringe players, so it's a bit of a fifty fifty but i th- I think nine maybe was pushing it considering the other factors we have,
1: yeah, I was expecting you know four five six changes, something like that, so I was a bit surprised that he'd made as many as he did. Um, I was wondering whether you know we lost the Leicester game and the Roma game in preseason and if those had gone ahead, whether he still makes as many changes for this game mm. um yeah you know, whether he still needs to look at those fringe players as much. And I think he could also be forgiven for looking at that game against Barcelona when, you know, it was a very similar side we put out in that game and they played very, very well. So, mm. yeah, I, I think, yeah, I was surprised by how many changes he made. Um, you know, in hindsight, yeah, it, it was clearly a, a mistake. Um, I can understand the logic of wanting to look at all those players and you would hope that those players would have acquitted themselves better because,
0: you know, they had against, you know, better opposition relatively recently. It's just interesting to me it felt like the play and look, this could be the choppiness of the changes. I think it's probably the, the, the primary reason, but it did just have a back Again, We were back to a little bit of that hmm, little cautious on the ball here, yep. not quite advancing the game as we have been in the league. And, and that, that seemed to permeate throughout, throughout the side, really it was, you know, and, and, and I actually, again, and this is going to sound like, well, I actually sort of am picking on me. Hoybier again, I, I just, I just was expecting more. And I mean, I guess you have to give the mitigator that he is a player at that point who doesn't know if he's actually, you know, he's been offered to his opposition, uh, you know, technically like, hey, you want to join these? And he's like, "Uh, fuck, no. He's like, you know, I'd rather go to Atletico Madrid and then they don't come through with a deal that suits everyone. I I suppose... In a sense, we should probably be delighted that he could play a game of football, but I, I don't know. It's just he symptomatic. Been, he, I think you know he hadn't been offered to them at that point. That was on Friday when that one came through, wasn't it? But um, who knows? I don't know but, when they get offered. I'm no idea.
1: But I mean, I think there's a reason why these players aren't starting, and it's because they're not as good on the ball. And you know, we we weren't playing out and out from the back in the same way we weren't playing through there was a lot more long balls coming in you know part you know some of that's from Hoybier, but Hoybier is a better kind of long passer you know floating the ball around than he is kind of short tidy kind of metronome passing you know we know Sanchez isn't great at that we know um Royal isn't great at that and you know that's that's the that's the knock-on effect of it basically is that you've got a load of players in there who aren't as comfortable on the ball and you can't play the way we've been playing I think you know, I think I have seen a lot of people go overboard and
0: yeah, I'd agree with that. It's-
1: and you know, I think you know, and writing off all of those players and I think, you know, <sighs> and 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 that was kind of also kind of flowed into the, the final few days of the transfer window with you know, people getting quite angry about about that as well. And I I think in you know, whilst we know these players aren't as good as the first eleven or the first 13 or first 14 I'm not quite sure where the line is at the moment of kind of players that you you know trust but I think one or two of those coming into the first into the into the side and we're fine you know we've seen Sanchez do you know do well in a few games where he's come on for uh for Romero and and what have you so I think that would still be the case um, you know, it's not ideal. It's not where we want to be at the, the beginning of next season. We know there's still work to do, but you know, I think I think most of those players coming in. You know, hoybier has been fine most of the time, seeing out games. You know, he can play as an eight six, he can play as an eight. Um, you know, he, he, I think he, you know, he's all right. Um, there, it's just you know, all of them together when they're not used to playing it with each other, just turned out to be too much.
0: That's, yeah, I agree with that. I still can't take that cup seriously. I don't. I. I, I it might, must go back to when uh, Man with the Raincoat won it, and I. Ref, and I think. And I just refuse to really acknowledge it. I, I don't really know why. It just didn't seem like a victory. I mean, yeah, it's a trophy, but it was a drab game played with it under a drab manager. Anyway, whatever. The trophies never had that resonance. Chelsea final was great. So when Ange turns around and says, "Well, how the hell am I meant to see these players?" And then, as Milo just said, you know, there were two games cancelled this summer that might have afforded him a greater chance to make less changes to me, he gets a pass, especially in context of what's been happening in the league. But does that make me less ambitious? I don't know. I'm asking you both. I mean, you know, because I I, I really, actually, didn't give a fuck. Is that poor? Uh, No,
2: I was. To be honest, it's one of those games where, when we got to the penalty shootout, and when it, you know, when I was quite sure that we were going to lose it, I was like, okay, you know, but which is which is a bit of a shame because, you know, you should be like, no, I don't want. I want to stay in this cup. It's a good chance for us to win this cup. You know, we've got we've got a, a team that can win it. But I just thought we did okay. and I don't think anyone pulled up any trees, but we certainly weren't as awful as has been made out, no. you know, like, and, and I think, I think there was a lot of like, there was a lot of vitriol, unfair vitriol sent, you know, thrown towards and, um, and towards these players, but they are, that they, they are kind of the second string essentially. And it was a bit meh in the first half and Fulham were good value for their lead, but you know, it forced them to make two really decent saves to keep us in it. I think in either half, um, and I think the right team won essentially, right. but but we also had more possession. We had way more passes than them. You know, I think chance wise they had more chances, but it was very similar on actual you know shots on target. But yeah, it, it's not really. I, I I see what you're saying, Steph, and I think I, I'm disappointed because I always think the League Cup is a cup we can win, and you okay. know we I think we've done the conversation to debt death about you know how pep treats the the league cup but i also no, that's a good very point. much agree with i very much agree with your point though that of of all the cups we could win it's the one that I'm the least kind of fussed about going out of
1: yeah i mean personally speaking i don't i wouldn't be taking cups seriously until you got through to you know, quarter or semi finals really, because I think cups are a lottery. And um, you know, in one off games you get strange results no matter, you know, what side you put out. Um so, you know, for that reason, just you know, just basically looking at the odds, um, I, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't prioritize them, you know, until later on. And, you know, I agree with you about the value of this cup. You know, a lot of countries only have one cup competition as well as the league. Um, you know, we've got two, you know, this is the you know, this is the lesser one. But you know that's not to say I wouldn't like us winning it. Um, but you know, for me, the measure this season is, and, and I know a lot of fans you know, really disagree with this and hate this this viewpoint. But the measure for me is how well we do in the league because that's the true marker of quality.
0: Absolutely, um, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, no, no opposition here. Yeah. Quick question, if I can, with both of you about Richarlison because this is a perfect moment to sort of sum up. You know, the last uh, the last week in his Spurs career, um, he scored. Obviously, we saw that. It was uh, similar to a chance he missed the previous week, actually, um, in the league game. Uh, but um, he, he put this one away on the back post. Um, and I thought, very fairly pointed out that, yes, it's great to see him get off the, the marker. But he actually probably had um, his... I think Ange maybe said... Uh, I don't know if he said least he, effective. He, he didn't he, say no, worse, he, but it no, wasn't he, his he, better game. It wasn't his, a great what, game for him.
1: What Ange said is he's played. he thought he had played better... In other games yes. this season, so that's he didn't. He it wasn't a negative. No he said positive. He pleased he, got, he, he pleased. he got a goal, but he thought he'd he'd played better yes. in previous games this season, and that's what he's looking for.
0: He framed it very well, yeah. and actually, to that, I mean, yes, good clarification because this is the gift that he has. He can make a comment that ninety-nine managers would make as a direct negative, and he could make it in a positive light. I agree, but I did think he was right. I thought that you know Richie was a bit clumsy. Uh, not really getting the rub of the ball when he most needed it. Not really connecting, you know. Where right now with Sonny coming in, playing through the middle and scoring a hat trick, you know, where where do we think this leaves him? Is he already fighting for his, you know, for his Spurs starting career this early in the season? Do we think or?
1: No, I don't think so because I think Angel change um you know change the, the who he picks based on the opposition you know and we've, we've said that the like the you know the the team he picked for uh, the Burnley game was you know perfect for that because of how they play how they line up what their tactics are um I think in this game the you know the Fulham game I don't think we can read too much into it because there's so many changes it's very difficult to expect anyone to have any fluency and you that's know, and that, you know that's, that's, yes. that's true right the way through the, the team so yep. they'll the, you know, if you've got a game where you want to be pressing the center backs relentlessly and really kind of keeping them busy and, and pushing them then you're going to, he's going to pick Richie over Sonny. if there's space in behind if he thinks that the you know that there's yeah you know, that yeah they're going to give us options i think he'll probably go with, with Sunny over Richie yeah. it's a good option to have and you know again i was talking about this i think last week where at celtic where you know he likes um forwards who can play in a number of different positions and he can he can pick them you know so he'll pick a yes you know, where you've got players playing on the flanks he'll switch them over based on who the fullback is and who he thinks can get at them mm. and you know we're going to talk about johnson later on yeah he's a player who gives us that option mm. you know we've seen solomon Very play rich. on a play on the right in this game played on the left um know yeah, yesterday mm. so you know we're seeing that i think we'll see more of that with the players coming in and you know that'll happen with the center forwards as well
2: yeah i think you know i think we can we can all agree that Ange is going to give him a fair crack of the whip, you know, and he's obviously, he knows what he he can provide for the system that we're playing. I I would have liked to take another mitigating factor in. I do think you know personally Richardson should have more goals than he has at the moment especially league goals but there obviously there is mitigating factors but for me you know you spend maybe the price tag was unfair but you spend 60 million on a striker and you do expect goals you know you do expect more goals but he's also required to do something that doesn't necessarily lend to him becoming a 20 goal you know 20 goal a season striker for for us but I don't think I don't think he's I think he just needs a bit of the rub of the green basically like he just needs things to to, have, to work for him and maybe just get a couple well I, th- I think we, he would be afforded that time and he is a good player and he's very good at what he does which is like you know like Milo said harass- harassing that, uh, that he's a great haranguing
0: and, uh, harasser sort yeah. of like but, uh, but his first touch does sometimes let him yes. down it's fair to yeah. say and this, this yeah, particular when, when Ange Ball is in full flow that close contact that first touch in those mm. tight areas yeah, but yeah duck, 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 it's very important mm. so I-
2: if you look at Sonny's uh, one of the, the goal that uh, I think it was his first goal um, where it, the ball came over mm. and he brought it down before Passing it to Solomon, uh, and his and his touch was superb. You know, he kind of brought it down, controlled it, held it, and I think that's something we haven't necessarily seen from Richarlison yet when i see a ball like that coming to richarlison i'm always a bit cautious about what you know what's how it's going to end up
1: yeah i mean i think with him you know if we played sonny up top for 38 games or we you know played richarlison up top for 30, you know, the same 38 games we've got the option to run the, you know <laughs> run those you know in parallel and you know what have you yeah. so i'm pretty confident that sonny would get more goals um but that's not just that, that isn't the only thing that um that Ange is looking for from his centre forwards, he is looking for you know for other stuff as well. And I, I think that um, I think that Richarlison can do a similar job to us, say that Firmino did for for Liverpool, where That's he, you know, he, he's a battering ram, not particular, you know, not getting a huge amount of goals, but he makes things very difficult for the opposition. And then you know, if Sonny is a at, at Mo Salo and he's going to get you know twenty five goals off the back of that from a wide position, then then great. And yeah, I think I think there are. I think there are ways of playing where you don't necessarily just enter forward to be getting you know, 20, 30 goals a season and still be really effective and I think that's what we'll see.
0: Yeah. Well, Let's move on from that. As I say, it was the, we can't really remember the name of it, Cup, we're out. We won't have to talk about it again this season. Could I just say one more thing? No. Actually, though. just just
2: because, (laughs) Just because so many of our fans and opposition fans were talking about it, and this is not bagging on the player whatsoever. Well done, Tim, for stepping up. But what was Sanchez doing taking a penalty? Ah,
0: okay. We should address that.
2: We should address that, because it is something that was talked about quite a lot. Across the football universe,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, I, th- I think I think it's probably one of those ones where it's the players who feel confident yeah. and able to do it at that point. And you know, everyone always says, "Oh, you know, the manager should step in." But if he's saying, "I, I feel I'm able to do it," then you know, I don't know. I mean, at that point, I'm just kind of thinking yeah. personally. I was, <laughs> I, so I'd kind of given up our, our chances at that point because um because of serious events that you know, before that happened. So. um being the stat nerd that I am, um, the, the, the team that takes the, the first penalty, the odds are 60-40 in their favour. So our 10 penalty shootouts, the, t- the team that takes the first penalty is going to win six of them on, that, on you know, uh, normally. Uh, then also they won the toss, so it was at their end. So we we're in front of their fans, and it was quite. It sounded pretty noisy on TV where, you know, when I was watching it. Um, and then so you, you're going all the way through that, and the odds are pretty much stacked against you. And because we're because you're coming second, there's more pressure on it because you're you're scoring to stay in it. Um, so you know, and you know, obviously, I, 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 again before it started, I was wondering whether he might sub off Forster and bring on Vicario for for the shootout um, because. I think I think Foster looked worse than he was because he'd gone one way and then you know when there's oh, he wasn't yeah. he was picking away and then you know basically <laughs> halfway down he realizes the ball's going the other way and then he kind of stops falling doesn't he? But um, <laughs> yeah. I, I you know I think I think Vicario would probably be more intimidating to be taking a penalty against because he's got a bit more yeah ounce uh, a bit more Mental bounce miss. to the ounce you know. <laughs> it's, um, there you go. Yeah. uh so yeah i but basically because i knew that you know by the time that sanchez stepped up the odds were pretty stacked against us and then i thought <laughs> you poor sucker going up to do that one like a really really high pressure penalty and uh, you know, i don't feel for you yeah i feel, sorry My i really mate- feel for you
2: <laughs> my mate, John, was uh, he couldn't watch it. So I was in a chat. In chat. Ch- you mean emotionally or physically? Physically, he couldn't watch good. it. It was working. But he, he, he said, like, for the penalty shootout, he was like, oh, keep me updated. So I was going, oh, yeah, such and such has stepped up. Yeah, scored. And then I went, oh, my God. And he went, what, what, what? And I went, Sanchez. <laughs> And he was like, "What?" And then obviously Sanchez. Yeah, I of guess, saved. I, but, mean, yeah.
0: I didn't run any. Obviously, I'm, I, I didn't run it. Obviously, I'm not that person. I don't. I didn't look into the stats or anything. I never like it when we take when you you're not the first to go in penalties. Yeah. I don't like that, and I also don't like now it you when you have to take. <laughs> <laughs> well I've always felt that it's generally the reason isn't it and you also don't like to take penalties in front of uh, you know the, the home fans I mean that's, that's mm. also doesn't feel good I, I I never expected anything I what I did what I what I will say is optimistically I was really pleased that Davo didn't get coded as much by yeah. morons yeah, he didn't. as I thought he was going to which I was really it actually restored yeah. a little bit of faith in the fan base for me that most people were like hey you know whatever you think of him at least he had the courage to step mm. up and exactly. take it and, and so I I yeah. think that's really good, and so in a sense, it was almost a positive from that negative. Is that maybe our fan base sort of turned that corner a little bit as well? Not you know such a we don't have that you know, core of bitter collective wankers just looking to slate off people at the first you know slip. Uh, maybe we maybe we've passed that. I, no, that's a bit naive. I'm sure they'll be back at some point. But anyway, was, it was good was, to bring that up. I'm glad you addressed it.
1: There was plenty. I saw plenty of people saying that they'd lost a bit really? of faith in Ange as a result of it. And I do, th- and I do. So he wasn't
0: think- at Davo at least, right? No, I didn't see, it? I didn't see,
1: was- it. no, I didn't see any p- piling on, on him. I think most people said the same thing. You know, if he's brave enough to take him, then good for yeah. him. Yeah. Um, yeah. But-, but Andrew's I- but- getting piled on? Yeah, they were not piled on, but I saw plenty of comments, people saying that they'd lost a bit of faith in him because of the oh. team he'd selected and his approach to it. Yeah. And, I- and I think that spilled over into the kind of final days of the transfer window and you're kind of disappointed with us only bringing in kind of one extra player. Oh, we're here. And Hang on, we're we're here. So so why don't you announce
0: (laughs) it? Why don't you announce it? Announce it. We're we're now talking about... So we The break. transfer window, we're, I mean, we're I, here, I, I, we're there. I
1: was distracted by the aeroplane
0: in the background there. Um, yes, I'm sorry. I live in a rich enclave where people fly their planes around on a Sunday. I was just say I mean, what
1: people don't realise <laughs> is you're an air traffic controller
0: and you're you're doing you're meant to be working at the moment. <laughs> so you, fucking, you know, why do you yeah. have to blow my cover like that? Oops, so, yeah. you know, Oops yeah. near miss there. Yeah, near miss. Oh, yeah. sorry, chaps. I got to go. Do. It's been a near miss. One coming from Crete and one coming from Corfu.
1: Concentrate on what you're meant to be doing recording Deep this up. podcast so we're now gonna, <laughs> we're, we're, we're now going to be talking about the the last week of the transfer window we're not doing a full review of the transfer window or our squad this week there's um there's international football fucking oh uh, next week uh, so so we'll we'll do that then because there won't be any angle to talk about so first up we've got brennan johnson so brennan joined us uh from forest for 47.5 million with Forrest retaining a 10% set-on clause, he signed a five-year contract with an option of a further year. So as I'd already said earlier on, Johnson can play across the front line, but will probably be, mainly be used as cover or competition for decking on the right. He said he scored 10 goals for Forest last season and got two assists. What do you think of the signing?
0: Great. Nice to see us sign a player that the manager really, really wants and that suits the manager's playing agenda and that suits the philosophy of the club currently. So I'm all for it. Whether we've overpaid or not is somewhat irrelevant to me. It's not my money. And secondly, um, it's irrelevant uh, based on everything I just said prior. So this one gets a big thumbs up from me.
2: I don't really have anything to add to that. I guess what I would say is any player that has a 10% sell-on clause has got to be good.
1: <laughs> I mean, he... <laughs> I oh, he's lightning quick. I think he's, yeah, he's yeah. the third quickest player in the league last season. I think, um, and our front line isn't massively pacey. I mean, Sun is when you know in certain, six, certain situations, Richie is over some distances, but not you know not lightning quick. And we haven't had a really really fast player for for a while, so that that adds something different. And yeah. I think actually, when you look around the whole team now, we're yeah we're quite fast, quite pacey, and. I, I think he's going to be, Absolutely. you know, he's going to be able to, um, you know, beat a man over over short distances using using that. And again, if you look at his stats, very good at low balls into the box, which again we talked about earlier on. So That's I think I, I think as much as Ange liking him, I think this is another data signing. Um, and you know, the other clubs that were interested in are all pretty sure, smart in the in the transfer you know transfer business. So you know, good good use of data and what have you. So yeah, I think I think he's going to be a good, exciting player.
0: I- I'm just thinking of or, I mean you think of the passing ability that we do have from you know the likes of Madison and Poro to find those they find those lines they find those alleys and you just think of being able to split defences with a lightning fast player off the shoulder um, or even you know or even coming cutting in from the wing I mean it's it's very exciting but it's just so nice to see us make a signing that suits the manager of the moment and not like you know well I, this is for the future or whatever I, I mean I think that's true of the whole summer really but that's yes, next week's plot yes. I think the the other thing disc- with this you'll be discussing that
1: yeah, I think this is the the other thing with this it does give us the option of playing Decky as an eight, and you yeah. know we've talked about mm. you know how reliant we are on Madison, you know Lo Celso has been you know kind of his primary understudy, but Decky would be another option, and that's yeah. something that you know maybe we'll get to see at some 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 stage now we've got you know adequate cover for him,
0: yep, yeah. yep, yeah. all right. Do you want to read this one uh Ramo? Let's yeah. throw this one at
2: so, you. So it's uh, Jed Spence. Jed Spence has joined Leeds United on loan for the 2023-24 season. Spence will be joining Joe Roden at Leeds, who he also linked up with at Wren last season.
0: I think it's a good move for for the player. I think the player does need to play football. I don't know how many more uh, sort of, you know, semi-pro uh, analytical cliches I can throw out right now that <laughs> don't it's actually, don't actually say anything. Yeah. You know, he's a, he's a lad that's got loads of potential and hopefully you I know, think he's going to fulfill it in the championship with Leeds. I mean, look, it, it, it's what it says on the tin. Um, I'm much more intrigued to one day know the story of why it hasn't been working out for mm. him here. That would be interesting. Uh, apart mm. from the, you know, the factual reasons that he's obviously not doing enough to impress the managers, but I think yep, it's just, I, I think, think it's, it's just that
1: underange. But um, yeah, I mean, there's there's no option in this. Evidently, it's just a straight loan. So, um, but I think you know, Leeds, you'd you'd suspect are probably a club who are aiming to come straight back up, and you know, hope hopefully, you know, he impresses and they they want to sign him permanently.
0: I agree. You know, look, I I, I take writing very seriously, as you, as you both know. Um, it's it's formed the greater core of my life. Uh, and when I when I read an outline and I see that someone has written something that I consider to be a bit of a perler, uh, in a you know in an egalitarian pod such as ours, even though we're going in order, I feel the person who wrote that should get to read it. So Milo, you need to read this next one because this is this is this is wonderful.
1: Sad news that Sergio Reggion has had to take a massive step down to try and revive his career and has joined North West Strugglers Manchester United. (laughs) Reguillon has joined United on loan for the season to cover for the injured Luke Shaw. There's a break clause in the loan in January. How do we feel about loaning players to Manchester United? Should we be helping out Was well, City, a direct don't, don't, rival. Don't, don't but read that
0: last bit. No. Don't read that last bit. You've ruined it. Oh, my God. Let's let, Cut that. The last line doesn't count. How do we feel about loaning players to Manchester United? Well, as you said quite rightly, you know, charity, charity starts, you know, within, right? So I think it's, it's, it's generous. I mean, you know, help a Ten Hag in need. <laughs> no, it's a know. curious it – I think it's a pretty curious deal. I mean, for yeah. every, everything I've observed about Ten Hag, Sergio Reggion is not going to be the player he's going to like. So I I I'm happy that he's you know he's off the wages right for the season, but I don't know yeah.
2: I'm happy for him as well. He's you know he gets he gets game time and stuff like that. I just don't. I, I I'm assuming he can't play against us. Yeah, that's right. Or is that? Yeah. Yeah. So
0: yeah, fine. But, but, but we've what only been gonna... fine. It'd be such a shame. They'd <laughs> <I'd> be absolutely <laughs> be taken apart. he would be if he's fine. We've,
1: we've only got to play them once more anyway, haven't we? So, yeah. um. Oh, yeah. So what yeah, I'm a, I I. The break clause is interesting. I hope it's a one way break clause, and it's so us we can recall him and sell him if we get a bid for him. What what yes. we don't want is United having him till January, and then Luke Shaw's recovered, and they terminate it, and we we've got him back, and we've got to try and find mm-hmm. someone else to take him on again. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, from that point of view, it's bad. You know, I I mean, I feel for him. He had a terrible season last yes. year with injuries. Um, you know, funnily enough, when we signed him, United were competing with us for his signature, and. You know, and we were all really excited. You know, you remember that first season. we were all worried that uh, Real Madrid were going to exercise their their buyback clause, weren't weren't we? So, you know, I think it, you know it just shows you how quickly things can head south when you you, know, you don't get the breaks. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just truth, I, I just hope for it, his sake. It. I just hope for his sake that Ten Hag doesn't get sacked and Conte turns up there
0: and it's kind of <laughs> oh, uh-huh. Which is something that you did float as a lurker, didn't you? You floated as a lurking feeling, yeah. didn't you that that would happen, but uh not that yeah, yeah Conte. Anyway, uh yes, uh, another cliche there is a player in there, I would say. But very quickly, when do you think his career went off the skids? What was the moment? Um I want to That's see like, if he saves. Probably say, joining Spurs. the same I think. Probably joining <laughs> Spurs. I think,
1: um, <laughs> yeah. you know, I think I feel I feel for all of, you know, I, I know kind of, again, all of these players get piled, you know, piled on, but, you know, Bele, La Celso, Reguillon, you know, Hojbjerg to a degree, you know, all of these players have joined us in this period, but we've been really unstable. And, mm, yeah. you know, I think particularly for younger players coming in, into an unstable environment where, um, you know, even... You know, I mean, you know, Mourinho had, I don't know, how long was Mourinho's honeymoon? You know, three, four months where
0: it was doing quite Fucking well. three or four minutes for me, the but, No, no, <laughs> but in,
1: in terms of how, you know, when the players were kind of responding to him. And, you know, obviously Conte had, you know, that, that first season when, you know, the you know, half season when it was working quite well. But by and large, the, the, things have headed south very, very quickly. And I think that's really difficult for those players. So I think, yeah, joining us was where it went wrong.
2: I can I can't even remember. I can't think of a specific moment. I always my my um really big memory of on uh, playing for us
0: was his reaction to Lamella's goal against oh, Arsenal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But,
2: you know, but yeah, no, you're it, probably going to remind
0: us. Neither of you now. touched on this. See, I think it's a direct trajectory and I I I I challenge our listeners to maybe check this for themselves. The moment he got given a special Christmas ham by <laughs> by Mourinho, it all started going downhill from there. He got singled out for this special fucking ham that he didn't ask for. And Mourinho made a massive point of telling everyone he was giving him a special Christmas ham. It's like, what the fuck's that about? Who cares? Like, why are you doing that? Uh, and I think his career has gone downhill ever since then. I think you'll see that it was never as good after that. Go vegan. There you go. go. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, Jaffet Tanganga uh, has finally uh, managed to... Uh, to, to, you know, to get a loan out of the club, which let's face it, we denied him last season uh, and he was trying to get out, but um, he's in the Bundesliga with uh, Augsburg. Is it Augsburg or Alsberg? Alsberg. Augsburg? Augsburg. Um, Augsburg. On a season-long loan, uh, the loan deal includes an obligation to buy Jaffet for six million quid if Augsburg stay up, and he makes a set number of appearances in that um, projected successful effort, which I believe they will. I believe he will make many appearances. I am positive that there's a good player in Jaffet and I think it's all going to be merry that's my thoughts chaps yeah should we carry on reading or do you want to say something about this I think it's
1: I think it's quite a good loan. I think it's quite a good deal I'd say um I watch a lot of Bundesliga football so uh, yeah looking forward to seeing how he gets on
2: yeah I, I would say you know I think this has been on the cards for quite a while you know so just good luck to him
0: yeah
1: Should I pick this one up? So, Dane Scarlett has joined Championship side Ipswich Town on loan for the rest of the season and has signed a new contract with us that will keep him at Spurs until 2027. Ipswich have made a good start to the season and play attractive football. So, it should be a good opportunity for Dane after a mixed loan last year at Portsmouth in League One. So, yeah, he's he's gone up a league. How do we think?
0: Good loan? great especially after what Ange said midweek, where he made it very clear that he considers him and regards him highly and that if a loan was to be made it was simply to give him more football and not any reflection on how he feels about him as a player couldn't be Couldn't be a better situation for Scarlett I don't think actually
2: yeah I agree I think you know giving him a new contract until 2027 as well yeah. really sort of is a, is a good indication of what, how valued he is um, and he needs football yeah. so it's a, it's win all round
1: and so we've got, we've got two development loans really haven't we? I suppose three if we include Parrot, depending on uh, you know how that goes, but yeah, you know, Scarlett and then um, Divine at Port Vale. And I know he's not on the list, and we spoke about him last week. But on his debut for Port Vale, uh, he came on. It was at 70th minute. He set up an assist and then scored the winner uh, from the penalty spot in in added time. So um, uh, the the Port Vale fans that I've seen talk about wow. it were saying he's a baller. So he
0: took a baller, but he took a. He, so hang on, he made his debut for Port Vale with se, uh, after 70 minutes and yeah. then took a clutch penalty. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's good. We like that. Yeah, very good indeed. Um okay.
2: Uh Harvey White. Harvey White joined Stevenage in the final minutes of the window on a permanent deal for an undisclosed
0: fee. It's sort of sad, I think, isn't it? Because Harvey White often had the shape about him when you saw him of being a really technically fine player. Uh and you just you do uh, these are very intriguing stories to me. I mean, what are the margins? that determined that Harvey White didn't get the shot. I mean, he's obviously a good player. I just never quite know, you know,
1: the wrong managers. You know, we've had four years of managers who don't trust youth players. And I think, you know, if he was 18 now with this manager, I think things would probably be looking very different because he's, you know, he's an excellent passer. He's a really good, flexible player. Um, you know, can play a number of different positions. Um, you know, set piece delivery is that, you know, was probably the best at the club. Um, i think he's really good and i think he'll do well at stevenage um but you know he's 21 now um he's not worth a place in our first you know in our uh, first team squad um so i think it was the right thing to release him but you know yeah. what we what you the only way we can change that is to you know build a time machine go back in time um you know three or four years and 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 you know give him proper loans then in order to try and you know build him up and 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 have managers who yeah, who yeah. have a pathway through to the to the first team and you know we're lucky at the moment because we've got a really really good batch of kids in the under twenty ones and and the under eighteens um you know some really really exciting players there and you know we've we've genuinely got four five six players there who potentially could be you know squad player first team squad players for us in the next few years and you know again you know we've just talked about our B team not being good enough and clearing those out and you know we've got we've got an ideal route here for a pathway into that squad and be involved in that because we've got some ballers there and um, it's really exciting
0: yeah, agreed with that. Okay, so the rest of them. <laughs> I mean, the rest of them. The bomb squad. The bomb squad, <laughs> yes. Uh, it leaves Davidson Sanchez, pierre Emil Hoybier, Eric Dyer, Tongi Dombele, and Hugo Lloris still at the club despite us clearly being willing to let them leave this summer and us either not being able to get a bid that matched our valuation or the player themselves not being willing to make the move. Um, You know, the Saudi and Turkish transfer windows remain open for a little longer. You know, whether we will see any moves there, who knows? Do they sit it out until January or next summer or, you know, do they have a role to play in Angie's squad this season? I mean, it's... the line here that Milo's put, which is, I mean, it's true, really. I mean, how do we feel about, uh, you know, these waifs and strays? I mean, which they kind of are at this point, even though some of these players have given, well, two in particular on this list have given us fantastic service, uh, and and will always, and I'll always be grateful for the for that, and I'm sure you will too. But you know how do we feel about this hodgepodge that's left behind i think they're all they're all good players
2: you know there's not one player on that list that i would consider to be you know like a bad player or someone that wouldn't add at value to um to wherever they go obviously they're not at the level that we're at now and they're not at the level maybe where you know that they should be challenging at the top clubs but they're they're all good players you know I'm I'm genuinely quite surprised that we haven't had any kind of um, any kind of sort of friction uh, friction what, traction hmm. was the word I was looking for any traction for you know with them as what? such but maybe it was it sanchez that's potentially going to yeah so galatasaray,
1: galatasaray are interested in sanchez there was quite a lot of talk over the weekend from uh, turkish journalists about that i've seen some links with hoybier uh, with galatasaray as well but i don't know uh, you know how reliable that is you know, in terms of interest, I mean, Dyer turned down and moved to Bournemouth um, on transfer deadline day. Hugo had a, there a late approach from Nice, mm. which he turned down because um, I think he. I read something in the French press today where um, he basically said that I don't think he got the guarantees about being a first-team player there and mm. didn't want to go as a, as a backup. I, I suspect Hugo will be released. I think um probably wait until the Saudi and Turkish windows closed in case there's any interest from there um and then probably release him. Uh, my understanding is that two of these players can't make the squad. So the squad lists for the Premier League have to be submitted on the 13th of September. I think you'd assume it would be under Belay and Lloris, who are the ones who, who don't make that squad list. Yes. You know, Sanchez and, and Hoybier are part of the, the first team mm-hmm. squad. You know, they're regularly getting picked. I think it's really, really telling that Phillips was picked above Dyer this mm-hmm. weekend. Um, I'd, I'd imagine that Dyer is feeling pretty low at the moment. Um, because that's quite a big drop. You know, he went to the World Cup and now he's got an 18-year-old kid who's never played in the Premier League getting selected for the squad above him. Um, You know, whether he would be willing to go to Turkey, I don't know. Um, Or, you know, I think that, again, the stories at the end of the window were that he wanted to go on a free transfer overseas next summer. But there's... um, There's a tournament, the international tournament, the Euros are on next summer, and yeah, we know that Southgate likes him. I would think that if he he was playing, there's a chance he might go, and that's never going to happen from his allotment.
0: Yeah, it's 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 an interesting thing. First of all, just to put this out there, and this is an opinion I have, um, you know, some of these players have been slated for not taking moves away. Uh, It's like you know when you sign a contract. The contract is as much for you as it is for the club. So I have no problem whatsoever with a player who doesn't want to get punted off to Bournemouth if they don't feel they want to play there. And if they want to see out the final year of their contract, that's fine, especially in Eric Dyer's situation where I feel he's always given the club tremendous service and, and Lloris to that uh, to that end. I will say that I have absolutely given up on Tongi, which is really a great shame. His talent is is immense, but it's it, look, he, the slate was clean. This was a chance. I know he's had injuries, but they train every day and he's obviously not done enough. Uh, to to show the manager any any sign of anything, and that's a huge disappointment, and that's probably the one contract I look at, and I'm like, wow, you really are just happy to take that 200 grand a week, uh, and and you're not stepping it up. I don't know the details; I could be completely wrong uh, behind that. But uh, just one thing to say about Eric Dyer is a question, and I know you're about to come in and say something, Ram. So let me throw this question out before, and maybe it can get swept up after your answer. I wonder with Dyer uh, as the, the freeze has been pretty pretty severe. From Ange, I mean, it's been, it's been, it's been cold. I mean, this is Arctic's freeze, right? It's not just a gentle one. Do you, do either of you think this is possibly because he is the one of the last members of that old leadership group, and that this is like, it's like, okay, it's time. I've got, regardless of whether I could use this player or not, I simply have to make sure that the younger lads, the leadership group I've chosen, that have chosen themselves, have a clear run. I mean, again, similar to what Potter did. Do you think there's anything in that theory?
1: Yeah, I think there's definitely that. I mean, Ange spoke about it during the week he was saying that things have gone wrong over the last few years and the only way you can change that is with change and you know the the way to do that is to you know is to pick out the senior players remove them and allow others to come through I, I, I don't think that we could have the success we're having at the moment if all of that leadership group were still around I think you know that that is necessary so you know it's harsh on those whose time is up but i don't know about you guys but it certainly happened to me in jobs before where there's been a change in the leadership at the top and my face hasn't fitted anymore and you know you kind of take it on the chin do the best you can whilst you know whilst you're trying to find you know get your way out and and try and find yourself the, the best place to go um you know because there's nothing to be gained from hanging around when you're not wanted and you know it hurts your pride a little bit but it's the best thing to do for you you know for your career and and your well-being and i'm sure that's kind of where he is um I, yeah, I do wonder whether we could get him a, a kind of six-month loan to, to Turkey or something like that. And maybe, you know, he can look again in January and, and find somewhere else to go. Undembele, um, you would assume, I mean, I, I would think he'd do quite well. In, you know, in, he'd be quite attractive to um, to the Saudi league because, you know, he's a skillful player. Um, mm, they yeah. could afford him. And, you know, I think that might make sense. And, yeah, Sanchez and Hoybier I think, are, are fine um, until we can bring in adequate replacements and you know maybe that you know, them leaving opens up again in January
2: yeah. yeah I agree with all of that and I think I think you're right about both of you are right about Dyer, you know change of leadership um, and freshen it up I also think it, it's quite glaringly obvious that he's not a good fit as well oh. another another player that's not a good fit sure. for the system if taking everything else yeah. out of the equation my, my question was and I, you know was I wonder whether Dyer's part of the reason is staying is whether knowing what we know of him um, and maybe more for him for being this way, but whether he's he genuinely thinks he can force his way back in
1: i mean there, there, there were certainly stories to that effect over the summer he wanted to stay and try and fight for his place, but you know mm. if he if he was just seeing out the last year of his contract, that's exactly what I'd get my agent to tell journalists as well, mm. so i don't know you know i'm not I'm not casting you know aspersions on him or what have you you know I mm. broadly agree with you steph um but you know i think that's the kind of thing you're going to say if you if you're going to hang around and see out a contract mm. um him uh, in this with this high line and and the quick passing i think Dyer's a fine passer over distance but this kind of quick um yeah you know, one touch passing and the high line would just be suicidal with him in the team yeah, and no doesn't no doubt uh so yeah i i mean it's clear and and just has decided that and you know i wouldn't be surprised um if there are other players in the academy who would get selected above him, should we get injuries.
0: Indeed. And uh, on that note, um, I just remind everyone that there is going to be a full squad review next week. Um, I think that's going to be in your hands. Is it? Excellent. It is because I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm taking exactly. I'm uh, well. I would have thought you'd been upset because if we go through the players one by one. We can uh, agree on what ones you've got right, and that I. No, it's not <laughs> the idea. Of, the, it's not the idea of this
1: one. But I-, <laughs> no, I know.
0: I know. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. I'll be a listener next week because I'm going, I'm actually going on holiday. So, but uh, I, I am. I am intrigued to hear what you what, what everyone thinks about the squad. Uh, so, but we'll be getting into that next week. The window is shut. What a fine, fine uh, performance at Burnley. Uh, the third shirt is shit. Have I forgotten anything else? I haven't really. Other no, I than to say it. thanks, chaps. That was fun. <laughs> Cheers, uh, Cheers, and uh, yeah. I did. Yeah, you know, as I just said, yeah, you know, proper football is taking a week off next weekend. But don't you go anywhere, right? Just come back and listen as we go through the squad, or as Milo and Co go through the squad and assess everything to do with it. So that being said, see you next week. Not me. See you next me. week.
1: I'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye.
0: All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye.